And the survey says, one more for the cool guys. One more for the cool guys. You can never be too fly. One more for the cool uh, guys. Uh, cool. Y'all ready? Yep. All right. All right. Hey, welcome to uh, the first episode of Lock It Up, a wrestling podcast. I'm James B. Knight. I am Marcely Jean-Pierre. And I'm Keen Cobb. Uh, we're here to talk wrestling and maybe some other stuff. Yeah. How are you, how are you gentlemen doing? I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good uh, overall. We, uh, we have plenty of stuff to talk about. Uh, WrestleMania just happened recently, and uh, which also means that recently the Raw after WrestleMania happened. Uh, it was the worst one ever, but we'll get into that. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, in in terms of wrestling, uh, there, there's plenty of of stuff that we could chat about. But outside of wrestling, I'm doing pretty good. It's still a pandemic, uh, you know. But uh, I'm vaccinated. Hey now, so I'm trying to have a a, a black boy summer, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> Hopefully, that means still being alive this winter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, shit. Key, how you doing, brother? Uh, I'm good, man. Um, it's uh, a few things happened over WrestleMania weekend that I was surprised with. Uh, a few things happened afterwards I'm surprised with. Um, personally, I'm doing okay. Uh, still hate my job, but that's every single day. Um, yeah, I'm 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 all right, James. You know what? Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, it's been it's been two months uh, flying solo without my roommate here, and that comes to an end this week. And I'm just gonna enjoy just enjoy the little time that I have left to myself. Other <laughs> <laughs> yeah, than that, could, man, I'm doing all right. You could podcast as loud as you want right now. All yeah, right, without the seething glare. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but I'm all right. I mean, WrestleMania was WrestleMania. You know, I I had a good time. I'm not going to I'm not going to be elite elitist and say that I didn't have a good time. I had a great time. Yeah. WrestleMania, I thought was good overall. I thought it was a good show. I I enjoyed myself. Night one was head and shoulders better, uh, head and shoulders above the night two, in my opinion. Um, Night two was weird. (laughs) It started (laughs) off really weird. Yes. And I, I still don't understand what happened with uh, the Fiend and Alexa Bliss and and Randy Orton. Was, yeah. yeah, that that didn't make any sense. Then that that goes back to what I was saying as far as like um, they taught us how to they taught they taught us stories in wrestling, and so the the problem the problem with yeah this is I'm glad we're doing this because we're getting into this shit. Yeah. The problem with that match. Is because the entire feud was shit. Because it all started from Randy. I don't know if he purposely joined or got tricked into joining. I can't remember now. Uh, in with the Wyatt family to begin oh, yeah. with. Yeah, he like infiltrated. So he it was yeah. like a whole storyline where he he like like succumbed to uh, Bray Wyatt's influence and he was like pretending to actually be part of the Wyatt family but then like it was all just a plot to get the WWE championship or something like that I don't know yeah and 
so here and then the the th- the thing that as a, as as all of us are we're, we're uh, not only do we talk about wrestling we're actually uh, pretty good writers and comedians uh, but we're also storytellers so in a, a good story if there's two pivotal uh, protagonists act antagonists there's two different sides of a coin so in wrestling for people who are listening to this and don't know it wrestling there's faces and heels good guys bad guys there's an issue when you have two two good guys, you can make something work. But there's two bad guys, or if you're not sure who's who, you don't know who the hell you're supposed to root for. Because initially, Wyatt is and initially Wyatt is a heel, a, a bad guy. So is Randy. Yeah, he's a, like Rand- a demon. <laughs> like, there's, yeah, there's only but so much you could do. Uh, with, uh, I guess being a, a monster that just like it lives in hell and like pulls people down through the ring and and does a bunch of like scary like weird i get i, I don't want to call it spiritual shit but like whatever the fuck they it's like supernatural shit that's the that's there you the go word. perfect perfect what good save um so like this like i said he got he got into the Wyatt family infiltrated but the few really <laughs> the few really sparked when uh randy lit was it a house or a, or a barn yeah. or something on fire? Was it his so, playhouse or some shit? No, no, no. I'm jumping. No, no. This is yeah, when he was still was regular. Why? This, this was the Wyatt family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just so, like a tool shed, I think. Yeah. So they kept all the all the Dickies jumpsuits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Sister so Abigail, <laughs> which is another. Yeah. Um. So, uh, fucking Randy. I think was supposed to be the face in this situation committed arson. When yeah, last I checked, <laughs> last I checked, good guys don't commit arson. Mm-hmm. And on then camera. on camera. <laughs> and then fast forward a little bit. Uh, Bray goes away after losing the WWE championship. Mind you, he was the champion at the time who was the, how he's a darling of wrestling fans because he's solid. He's really, really good. Very but but in, in WWE's mind, he's a he's a heel, so he's a bad guy. But his shit got lit on fire, and we're not supposed to bad for like it's yeah. Like what was the end goal here? Like we're supposed to be like yeah, burn this shit. Like nah, man. Like, <laughs> right. He burned his shit down. Man. He's got a, a group for him. <laughs> right. And I don't think that that monsters and cult leaders typically have insurance. So. I don't know. He he probably didn't have anywhere to live for a while when when that for happened. For a while, hey. then he went away. Um, and apparently he went. I want to say crazy. He went away and discovered that he has like a multiple personality situation going on, or we got a peek into his mind. That's another thing. The production that they had for when he first came back, it was um, uh, it, it was uh. What the hell is his, his little world called? Um, fuck, what the hell is his world called? Um, like the like now you're talking about, or are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, now, the, now, now. It's like the the playhouse uh, stuff you're talking about. Yeah. So like when, when the playhouse came, when the playhouse came out, that was dope. It was like world mm-hmm. trippy because like you didn't really know what was going on. He was Mister Rogers, but then you saw like the the fiend kind of peeking around. He was like kind of like hinting you towards it. It was kind of like. Pee Wee Herman too. Yeah, <laughs> that got a very Pee Wee's Playhouse vibes. 
And then they did what they always do. They fucking oversaturated it to the point where it's like, all right, now anybody can just walk in to that world. And remember when, what was it? Um, Postmaster Adam, Postmaster Pierce, he just walked in there like it was nothing just to deliver a message. So like that, I'm sorry for going all all one, but Mm -hmm. all of that was built up to this match at WrestleMania, which he lost with one RKO. One. Yeah, he's supposed to be this like undefeatable monster that's like that nobody can figure out how to beat and he has supernatural powers and no matter how much like initially when he came as the came out as the fiend and like attacked Finn Balor he was he seemed as though like he wasn't selling anybody's hits like anybody's moves he was just eating everything up and it seemed like oh it's gonna take somebody going above and beyond to destroy or to take this dude down but then like we jump to WrestleMania 37 and all we see Alexa Bliss standing on top of a big Jack in the box, like giving them the little uh, Andre 3000 fingers. And <laughs> then, and with like black oil coming down her, her face and it, he gets distracted and, and gets an RKO and loses. And then yeah. the, the lights go out and then lights come back on and everybody just showers the arena with booze. Cause this shit was trash. This was garbage. It wasn't even a dope RKO. Like, if you get an RKO somebody at WrestleMania, you have to be able to top the Seth Rollins pop up joint. Oh my yeah. gosh. You gotta be able to top that. You gotta, like, you got, you should have had him climb on the box and die or get pushed off or fall into the RKO or something. Like, it can't, right. just can't be the, the regular old oh, surprise I'm behind you RKO. Like, that's no one's, no one's getting beat by that in 2021. The only person, <laughs> only person getting beat with that kind of RKO was your friend walking down the hallway back in the day. Because yeah, it was like, school. yeah, that's when people were doing RKOs like crazy. Like gangbusters they were. Um, <laughs> was that the low... Uh, that had to be like the low light of WrestleMania, though. I mean, aside it from... had to be. The, uh, yeah. Hulk Hogan being there, but... Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. Because, uh, yeah, in terms of the matches, I think that was easily the worst that they had. And... They, it seemed like they tried to put a, a lot into like, you know, the the lights and and props, but it was just the most underwhelming experience. And I I thought that we were doomed for the entire second night. Um, but I mean, it, it it did pick up eventually. But I but like before before because I do want to talk about uh, the rest of the second night and night one a little bit for sure. But um. I wanna, I wanna just, it's, it's a little, a little, a little detour to the Hall of Fame, because uh, that kind of started off everything. And you're like, James, why are you talking about the Hall of Fame? Wasn't no black people in the Hall of Fame this year. Uh, no. You're right, but uh, <laughs> Titus O'Neil was kind of, <laughs> kind of inducted. I think he got a Warrior Award. So yeah, like, he's, yeah, one of those he's kind uh, of in there. Yeah, I <laughs> mean. Like, yeah, he got recognized for being a good person. <laughs> yeah, and kudos to him. Like, you know, didn't quite figure it out in the ring, but he seems like a good guy. He seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, I, I, I never hated Titus. I think he he has a lot of value, or he had a lot of value when he was yeah. in the ring. Like, he, he, he could do some comedic stuff. He's a big, goofy dude. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing with Titus, that, like, and with anybody like this, now this might be nitpicky, but, like, 
whenever you whenever your gear is just trunks and boots, no pads, no not, not even any like like walking to the ring gear. Like even when he was in primetime players, he barely wore the shirt. The only way I knew the team name was because of Darren Young and mm. the the graphic primetime players. Any other time, my man is out there barking, doing yes. the uh, doing the, the was it the off is it Alpha the Alpha Omega. Sigma the Omega, Omega Alpha yeah 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 which if I remember right, my dad might have been that, so okay. I'm not sure if I should be embarrassed or not. But uh, that's <laughs> all you saw. You just saw bare chest trunks, no pads, and I just don't trust you. You don't care about your knees enough. Yeah. To wear padding, like nah, bro. Yeah, he's Stone Cold had a vest. <laughs> <Right? Yeah. laughs> Thank you. Like, Something. If I don't know if you've ever watched wrestling with girls in the room, but the first thing that they'll notice when Titus comes out is they're like, "Damn, he got ass." <laughs> <laughs> Why he wearing them trucks? Look like he got a diaper on. <laughs> <laughs> I I have watched wrestling with women, but I maybe here's the thing, Titus wasn't on, so I probably mm-hmm. would have heard that, but yeah, I'm I will say I'm always disappointed when he doesn't end his promos in the Omega the Omega Bark like yeah that should just be, he he should just like take come that on. and run with it throw up the throw up the little whatever what is I don't know what you call the the, the hook. hand the, the hook mm-hmm. he throw up the hook. You know, keep it PG. We don't need you to do the tongue thing that we all know that they do. Like, don't do that. Start humping the floor. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) You don't got to do all that. (laughs) You don't got to do all that. This is a PG show. But um, I will say that um, there were some black honorable mentions. Um, I don't know if legacy people get, like, inductive, but they were mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, There was two that I wanted to just mention. I mean, I don't know shit about them, but one was... uh, uh, Apparently the first African American women's wrestler, according to Wikipedia, when she debuted at age sixteen, Ethel Hairston. Hmm. Right? She was mm-hmm. billed as the biggest attraction to hit girl wrestling since wrestling began. That was her Brock Lesnar line. That was her next big thing line, I guess. Mm-hmm. What right? year was this? Uh this was nineteen forty two. This was nineteen fifty two. So damn, not close. not very off. But this is the most old timey thing. Like the first sentence in her Wikipedia says Johnson. Uh, her real name was last name was Johnson, but started training after her sister Babs Wingo. <laughs> like Babs Wingo is like the most ninety. You might as well hop in the spruce moose with that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Babs, hey, Babs you want? <laughs> Uh, of course, Babs is digging the gangster. Good lord. <laughs> but yeah, like she was apparently like the the first, and damn, like I would have never known until like the Hall of Fame. Shit, I would have never known if you ain't just bring it up now. <laughs> and I heard it. I was just like, I wasn't really paying attention to the to the vignettes, but I, yeah. I heard that like first black woman. I was like, hmm, who is this now? Hmm. Um, and apparently there was another one, um, Brick House Brown. Uh, oh, that's a name. That's that's uh, a I name. like that. <laughs> Brickhouse Brown, baby. He was he was the top heel in several several Southern promotions in the 1980s and 1990s. Big mm-hmm. shocker, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? 
I can. I don't know what would brick. You look like you can wrestle. You should should search it because it's a very satisfying. You're like, oh yeah, that's Brickhouse Brown. Yeah, I, I, I have a picture in my mind, and I, pretty sure, like, I'm very confident that he looks at least similar to it. Do you, do you want to guess? And I tell you, if you're ready, do you want to look? Um, I'll guess. I'll guess. Let's start with the hair. Oh, ooh, okay, a Brickhouse Brown. Wait, what year? Short fro. This is this is this is uh eighty. 82. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Early 80s. I'm thinking, uh, uh, an unkept fro, mm, short mm-hmm. fro. Okay. Um, you, you're not wrong, but the picture that I have here, he's got the slickest of Jerry curls. Oh, Ooh. damn it. <laughs> okay. Okay. But there okay. are pictures of him with an afro. Like, I'm guessing that may have been, you know, post post jerry curl when things started going wrong up there and he was like i gotta fix this shit can i can i guess that he's he's like his chest is very wide and barreled but there's no muscle definition oh i'm thinking that in my mind i'm thinking he's a big beefy brother (laughs) i mean he you know what he's kind like there are pictures of him where he's like he looks like a smaller Rocky Johnson. He's built like a oh, okay, like a like a leaner Rocky Johnson with a Jerry curl. Mm, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. But there are like old pictures of him. I guess when he was still wrestling, he got a little thick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he got a little. He got a little thick. He got a cane and one. He, he had, of course, he had a cane. He's wrestling in the south, and he's a black guy. Right. They're like, give you a cane. Yeah, that's that'll do it. No, bring you out of the building, brown. right? Um, <laughs> that'll be great. Give him a cane. All right, that's that's McMahon. He's he's not down there. Wait, let me let me try to get a southern McMahon. A southern McMahon. Uh, hey there, pal. Uh, no, that's mm, I don't like it. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'll just mention I'll just mention this real quick about uh, last about Brickhouse Brown. His other aliases are, excuse me, the Black Prince. Okay. The Break Dancer. All one word. No oh, spaces. <laughs> And my personal favorite, which I was hoping that there's footage of, MC Slammer. Oh shit! They gave that, <laughs> they gave this brother a hammer gimmick. <laughs> you know they did. That is fantastic. And he had to wear he 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 must have wore the pants at least yeah, in a few matches. Absolutely, he had to because it, it would it it wouldn't make sense if he didn't have like the MC Slammer. Pants. Oh man! So he had the Jerry curl. I, oh man! I bet now. Uh, is there any pictures of him like looking kind of like a, a knockoff MC Hammer? Uh, not initially, but I guarantee you. Like, if uh, there has to be some footage of him, like there has to be some footage of MC Slammer. Oh man! <laughs> like there has to be right, like somewhere. That sounds like some one shit. That's like some shit we would make up for like a, one of our sketches. Exactly. MC Slammer. It's like I just want to wear hammer pants, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, remember, remember, I wrote that sketch, uh, like when I first joined uh, Night Shift, formerly known as the 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 team name we can't mention for legal reasons. Um, Credit yes. card. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Uh, and my whole shtick for writing this one sketch was just to wear the Brett Brett the Hitman's glasses. Like, that was the <laughs> I whole. Remember this. That was the whole thing. And y'all had me, y'all had me redo it a bunch. 
<laughs> We've never used it. <laughs> I was like, I'm starting to think that Keen just wants to put on some Bret and Bret Hart glasses. Uh, no, I like I told y'all, my God, like, yo, if, I was like, if we uh, if we uh, if we do the sketch, and I'm the main character in the sketch. I'm willing to buy the uh the necessary glass. Everyone's like, no, we can we can just use a regular pair. Of I'm like, um, has to be with the right glasses and the, the right, right leather jacket. Okay, the right glasses, <laughs> the pink glasses that are styrofoam on the outside, and not really glasses on the other side. Right, <laughs> you got damn right. Pink plastic. Um, an honorable mention. Uh, and I might catch some flack for this, and I'm okay. I'll die on this hill. Uh, British Bulldog, because he was the only white man to uh, get a pass from wearing braids. We never, we never checked him. No, I mean, <laughs> it's like, look, Davy Boy went and he he went on vacation to the Bahamas, and he Felt came himself. back and he's like, you know what, I'm feeling this look. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had the braids, cool. the little beads in. <laughs> he had the little beads in. Couldn't tell him shit. <laughs> he was a bad bitch. <laughs> 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 he sure he sure enough got off the fucking uh the cruise ship in Jamaica. He got off at Ocho Rios and then, <laughs> and then they had the girls right on the beach ready to braid hair. It was like sure, went in went in went in Rome. Went in, went in Rome. <laughs> went in Rome, mate. You know, both when in Rome you get your hair plotted or braided. You know what I for. <laughs> Oh uh, man! Shout out to David Boy Smith. His braids was always a little nappy too. I don't know. It's not really nappy because it's not the same grade of hair. But they were never really done. Like they were just always they're always loose, loose and all <laughs> over the place, bro. You ain't have and the you're texture. wrestling and sweating. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. You ain't have the texture for that. Right, right. And then no one, no one, no one that was employed in the hair department at the time really knew what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. We let British people get away with a lot of shit. <laughs> Good lord, man. So much. Like taking jobs from American black actors. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Don't get me started with that. <laughs> I like those every guys, time huh? you Every time you watch a movie and you're like, oh man, that dude's great. And you see an interview, you're like, wait, what? That's another one. God damn it. Another one. Hey, man. I thought Franklin was really from Compton, man. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, Idris Alba when, when I watched The Wire, I could have sworn he was from New York, but then like when I saw an interview with him and I saw that he had an accent, I couldn't unhear. So like there was a couple scenes and it, I think it was the the final scene where Stringer Bell got got killed. Um or like it might have been that se- that season, maybe a couple episodes before, but like I noticed that whenever he would get angry, the British accent would come in. You know what I mean? He would like do his little New York accent, even though he was supposed to be from Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> he, he would do, he would like, yo, um, what's up, son? Yeah, we go, we go pick, we, we got to pick up this package. And then, but if he would get into like uh, an argument with uh, somebody and where he would get angry, like, you're getting on my nerves, son. <laughs> you're blowing <laughs> shit, bro. <laughs> like, hold on a second. I'm not worried about Omar. <laughs> We gonna pick up things to worry about. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'll put you back on that fucking corner. <laughs> <laughs> on that fucking corner, you uh, you roadman. I mean, you you gangster, you. <laughs> oh, you just. Hmm. 
Anything else uh, from Mania stand out for you guys? I mean, if you want to, we could talk about the default things. I mean, we're we're always happy for we're always happy for Bianca Belair. Yeah, and Sasha Banks. Yeah, that, always, that was a moment. That was great. We're always happy for that kind of business. I don't know if you guys saw it, uh, but there was uh, I don't know somebody was just in the front row and they happened to catch Sasha Banks uh, on the guardrail outside. You know, still selling like a champ, yeah. but also smiling and laughing. You know, watching Bianca celebrate, and I thought that that was adorable. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah, and and even the moment before the match where uh, where Bianca clearly got like overwhelmed by that. I think I guess that was probably like the biggest crowd that she's ever performed in uh, in front of. You know, and that was like the biggest show, um, because. I, I don't know what the how many fans they had uh, there, but I would imagine she's never performed like. I mean, the awesome. the biggest may it might have been, uh, maybe. No, no, it had to be. It had to be twenty twenty um, Royal Rumble. The Rumble. Before, that's right. You're right. Before everything went to shit, um, that probably was like the biggest crowd she performed in front of. But at the same time, that was a group setting. That was. Yeah. She got she had spots, but there was a huge thing. That wasn't closing the show, being one of the last two people. And I kind of I think I'm I, I'm not sure if this happened or not, but I kind of think in a weird what not weird way, but Sasha kind of like calmed her down a little yeah, bit because she, she was about to start like crying. Like she you really see in her face, and Sasha kind of like she took everything in and kind of like locked eyes. Like look, yeah, we're here. Yeah, Let's she's like, game time. We got to exactly fight. like we can, we don't want to get all emo now and right. exactly silly love like let's fucking whoop ass real quick right and they did motherfucker they whooped ass they yeah that was that was a, a great match and uh, I, I I dug all of the spots like the the whip of uh, the the oh hair whip gosh. that shit was brutal that might have been the like the loudest whip I've heard. For hours, I thought they they upped the um, they fuck with like the sound, and then I seen something on on either Instagram or Twitter, and somebody like that was there live. He's like, I'm telling you, that was that sound you heard at home. It was even louder in the in the arena. They they mm-hmm. like show like their film their phone, and the the crack when that hair mm-hmm. hit Sasha's stomach, oof. Uh. And I don't know if any of y'all have ever been whipped with a hair weave, but that shit hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that shit hurt. It's have not you, fun. You've been hit with a hair weave? Man, I have a lot of female friends. <laughs> and when I was in high school, I I used to... You cause I, I, I got long hair myself, as all of us do, locking up, you know? Hey. <laughs> uh, I hope you guys caught that. But uh, <laughs> I would, like, play around and just, like, you know try to you know, hit one of my friends with, with my hair. Um, but, and she had a weave in and, or she had extensions, excuse okay. me. And, um, and they pretty much felt like plastic and this shit hurt like hell. <laughs> mm, God yeah. damn. You saw it too. Like she still had the scar. Uh, she still has the scar on, now. Like on it's crazy. Smackdown. Yeah. She was like kind of hiding it a little bit, but then she like moved her arm and I was like, Oh, it's still yeah. there. That's a brand. Yeah, you might. <laughs> she might live with that. <laughs> might just be there forever now. That's some gangster yeah. shit. It really is. Just Bianca was here. Yep. 
Yeah. You know, you know, Shasha's a G. She knows she told her to like, go ahead, lay it in. Yeah. Basically. Fucking, fucking do it, man. <laughs> yeah. Sasha Banks, I think, is one of the best sellers uh, just in the company, in, in the business, because she's fallen on her head and on her back and just like bent her backwards so many times and looked like she that, was very that one injured. time well i think it was the um the inaugurals inaugurals the inaugural uh women's championship triple threat it was her sasha i mean it was sasha charlotte and i think um becky at wrestlemania 30 shit which one was it 34 35 which, which whichever one that that was in Dallas Mm-hmm. And she did a dive to the outside. And when I tell you, Charlotte Flair saved this woman's life because, like, the way she was going to land and the fact that Charlotte was able to get there at when she did, like, it looked like she didn't get all of it at the same time. Like, she just throws her body all over the place, bro. And kudos to, I, and this is why I, I, I didn't plan on bringing this up, but like, I, I kind of want to talk about it now. Um, so over the, over the, the, the week, the WrestleMania week, you had, um, you had, uh, crap, now I'm blanking on names. You had, um, Bianca win SmackDown championship. Mm -hmm. You had Rhea Ripley win Raw. And then you had that back. Uh, you had, uh, Raquel Gonzalez win NXT, Mm -hmm. uh, women's championship. And like the next NXT episode, all three of them were there holding up their belts. And I was like, this is dope how like all three of them kind of start together and everything. Yeah. And they made me think of the four horsewomen. Yeah. And is it too early? I don't think it is, but is it too early to consider all four of them on goat level? Um, I think so. I, I, I no, I, no, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think that it's, all, for, all about, four of them for different reasons. For different but reasons. all four of them, if you put if you put everything they've done, all four of them collectively into like one yeah. wrestler, that's like damn near amount Rushmore of wrestling type shit. Because like you got Becky is like when she comes back, if she comes back, the face of SmackDown probably or the face of the the um the company. Yeah, Charlotte got all the titles. Um, Bailey got all of the Bailey and Sasha got all the respect as far as like their work rates. So it's like they're already on goat level. Like it's crazy how like it's been about what five, six years? But yeah, they're I think they're already four of the best women's wrestlers ever. And people hopefully people that will eventually listen to this be like will disagree with me and give me good um good people to like consider. But right now, from what I've watched, they're and I even take this back, even better. Like I think they're better. They're up there in a few more years. Will be like overall goats, not just of like women's wrestling, but like of yeah. wrestling. Period. Because like what they've done so far is ridiculous. And I've thought about that too. Like even I don't know if it's just recency bias or whatever. I don't think it is. But mm-hmm. um, like if you just take into what the you take into consideration what those four have done up until this point it's already way more than like trish and lita did 
yeah yeah and like, the thing respectfully, is like respectfully. respectfully yeah because like church and lita they they made something out of themselves during a period of time where women weren't getting any respect anyway so like for them to be able to emerge and still kind of like become what they were was incredible but like now that they that women wrestlers are are given the opportunity we can actually see like what kind of athleticism and what kind of like work in the ring and work out outside of the ring that they can really do that's not like related to a, a damn bra and panties match you know what i'm saying and and if you take like so sasha and and charlotte alone they were like first ever uh, hell in a cell women's hell in a cell first ever this first first ever that so like they've been they had a, a crazy run with you know when they were going back and forth switching the title every fucking week on raw um mm-hmm. and then like yeah becky was just the way that becky emerged and became like somebody that was kind of pushed under the rug by by the company but the fans got behind her and she became undeniable and so her rise to the top was um pretty much unlike anybody it was kind of on the same level as like a daniel bryan for real and um, there's not a lot of people. There's only a very a short list of, of wrestlers in general, men or women, who can say that they've had um, a come on bits quite like that, you know. And then like Bailey, Bailey, she carried the company. I feel like a pandemic last year, she carried it. She yeah. she was like the main reason why like SmackDown, her and Sasha, like carried SmackDown like single handedly. Wow, so, I I love. Uh, I just when you bring up Bailey, I have to you know, I have to talk about her. Uh, man, what a what a what a what a gig she had this year. She's like, ah, I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna pop in and get a paycheck. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you got no bumps. I'm gonna just yeah. be annoying as I'm gonna be goofy as fuck. Yeah, I'm still gonna get a. I'm still gonna get a WrestleMania check. Fuck you. Yeah, like yeah. As, I'm. I'm sure that yeah, she probably wanted to wrestle, but also. Yeah. I'm sure that every wrestler is like deep down is like, you know, I think I I hope they give me that spot this year where I could just like pop in, do a bit, leave, <laughs> you know, have a real easy night. I don't know what I don't know if I don't I don't I don't even know if they would get paid less for that. I couldn't imagine they would. I, I they probably just get like the standard like whatever they get usually. Maybe I don't know how wrestling pay works, but. Yeah, I, I just have a feeling, just based off of what I do know about uh, their contracts and how they're not employees, but they're independent contractors, but they're not allowed to do anything outside of, they're not allowed to make any money outside of the company, um, and pretty much Vince McMahon owns their names. Um, I would I would assume that, uh, the, you know, they probably don't get paid, like, great. <laughs> paid by the hour. They like, yeah. if, you, if, you're, if you're not wrestling, you get, like, you get, you know. An hourly rate. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Billy, they gave her twenty dollars an hour. (laughs) Got forty dollar check. (laughs) Fucked up. (laughs) Speaking of like how how dirty the the company does their wrestlers, uh, another thing that came along this week was, um, which seems to be like an annual thing, is just like the the mass cuts and and firings within the the wwe which which always stinks because you you always see fan favorites getting let go um and it's people that that us as fans always want to see more of and we want to see them put in a position where their talents are actually highlighted but uh for some reason or another the 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 old man just doesn't see 
something in them. And uh, he, he's clearly out of touch to not be able to see the magic in some of the people that he let go. But, you know. I'm going to just say, I'm going to say one phrase and one phrase on. You got to be joking me, mate. You got to be joking <laughs> me. Like, the fact that, here, here's the thing that I've discovered in the recent years it, with, um, with this, with WWE, which is so ass backwards where it's like, they don't, for example, uh, with, with, uh, Becky, Becky was supposed to be an afterthought, kind of like a mid mid Carter kind of thing, like here and there, she'll pop up here and there. Um, and then they had the bright idea of turning, um, of turning Charlotte face, which never worked. She's a natural. I've, I've, here's the thing. I don't know her personally, but the real her, the, the, the Ashley flair with the H that she's probably a wonderful, lovely individual human being, but Charlotte flair is a heel point blank. They try face shit with her before it usually doesn't work, but they had the idea of turning Becky uh heel and I remember when she tried to deliver that heel promo after <laughs> yeah. she turned, the crowd was basically saying, like, we don't believe you. We yeah. still love you. Fuck that. She was, like, like, she was like, this is all your fault. And then, like, she's like, I can't stand you. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> like, thank you, Becky, Becky. And meanwhile, Charlotte comes out and she's like, I love every single one of you. I wouldn't have made it here without you. And we're like, boo. <laughs> Get her Fuck up out of here. Basically. Hit her with a chair. <laughs> Get your privilege out of here, man. <laughs> and it's just like, um, so yeah, it's just like the, the, with the company, they, they, if they paint you as a certain way, they want you that way. But if you, you have to like literally break the fucking mold, like you said, with Daniel, with, with Becky to Coffee. force their hand. Kofi, Kofi to yeah. force their hand. If not, they don't. They're like, oh well, it doesn't really work. Yeah, because you have one person who thinks he knows what everyone else wants to see, and we'll be like, no, we want to see this. Nah, I know you don't, pal. No, no, you want to see this. No, we don't. Yeah, you do. No, no, wait, wait, wait till, I'll, till I show you. See, <laughs> see, don't you want it? I don't. Mm. Ah, you like it? Yeah, you like it. Don't, don't, don't lie. You like it? We don't. <laughs> so it's just never like. Billy Kay is so effort effortlessly funny. Just whatever, like I remember I watched something where like I think I think her and and, and uh, her and Payne got eliminated, and uh, she they were trying to cheat in the match, and the ref told him to get out of here. And the way she swung her arms out of being angry and like this like fly kick she did, it's just so goofy and so like ah. They literally had they were sitting on the next Santino and they just let it go. Yeah, she's like, just so so funny, so yeah. funny, so talented. There was a the, in that backstage segment that Keen was talking about with the uh, the you got to be joking me that <laughs> uh, but the but right before she said that she asked uh, I think it was Kathy Kelly uh, that was interviewing the backstage. She was like, "Oh, did you go to journalism for that?" <laughs> <laughs> So good, and you could literally so see like when that whole like the journalism and you got to be joking me when that happened. Neither one like Peyton 
and Kathy weren't expecting that. And if you watch it back, you look at their faces, you can see the delight. They both look at her like, you dumb motherfuckers, stop making me <laughs> laugh right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, you, they're you, trying to hold that back. Right. And that, that's the thing. Like, people who are just naturally funny or naturally gifted don't really get a chance to shine because uh, everything is so heavily scripted. You know what I mean? And um, it, it, it boggles my mind why wwe's formula is the way it is because like when you go back and you look at all the most successful people um in, in history in, in from the industry all of them were great pro promos because they were able to be themselves or they were able to just like they had the creative control and they would just get on the mic just let me let me go let me do what i do uh, maybe they might have some bullet points but you have to be able to like kind of be free in order to sound natural and organic but yeah um when everything is scripted it, it's it's terrible and you could see people like reading fucking cue cards with during interviews and it just doesn't feel natural and, and it just takes away so much from it did you i'm i didn't watch it but like i heard <clears throat> sorry i was coming home from work and i heard the start of night one because there was like a, a storm or something um that they were scrambling and they had a bunch of um they had a bunch of wrestlers kind of like improv their way through it and i heard it was great yeah it was good like the people so you know you could tell all the people um that like vince trust with the microphone uh he was just like yeah just go out and do your thing and it felt like like some nwa like oh it just felt like an old school type of style because um I've, they had like obviously they had like drew mcintyre come out um they had the new day of course with biggie they had um the miz just everybody who's really good on a microphone they just came out and they did their thing and and pretty much I, as i was on twitter everybody was just like yeah we need to see more of this it just feels more real and no, you don't pal no no you, yeah, you, want, uh, you want heavy scripts yeah. no nah, no nah. Heavy well, scripts well. is convoluted. It makes no fucking sense. And whatever <laughs> script it is, I don't like it the night of, and I'll completely tear it apart. <laughs> right. You know what else you guys like? You guys like 20,000 cuts in the between <laughs> the match. We want to see eight and different angles. Cams. And zoom, shake, zoom, zoom. Like, oh, God. And that motherfucker saw... that The movie that I first saw that happen, it was like Taken. And like, <laughs> motherfucker was climbing a fence. And there was about... I watched it again, like on YouTube, because people have broken the scene down multiple times. There's about 15 cuts of him climbing one fence before he gets <laughs> over the fence. It's nah, you like why? What, what? And I feel like the cameraman, like whoever the producer is, saw that and was like, "We need that." <laughs> yeah, it 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 could give you a headache watching that sometimes, but I don't know. There were there were definitely like certain things that in in the, it started like the first night of wrestlemania started like was it like a half hour late yeah i think it was a half hour late yeah, yeah it was like a half hour late but um you could you could kind of like see when when certain people like when i could especially with drew mcintyre like you could tell that he was just ready to get going because he was a uh, opening match you know what i mean and to like have that and him and bobby lashley had like a little face-off thing and of course, MVP got got on the mic because he's he's great at, at it too. But you could see like everybody was kind of like using that energy 
um, and that that kind of angst that they had and putting it into their promos. And that's like that's what you need. That's the formula for for a good organic promo. But the, not too many people are given the license to just go out there and do their thing. And then I guess. Uh, what what other matches like stood out from Mania? Because I, I like oh yeah, Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny actually was surprisingly good. Yeah, that great. was very surprisingly great. Like very entertaining. Yeah, like I wouldn't even I I I stood corrected in calling him like oh he was like the best like entertaining like non wrestler that came through in WrestleMania. It's like nah nah that day he he was a wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he wrestled his ass off like. Like yeah. he was in the majority of that match. He sold well. Every move he did, it it wasn't outside of like what he could do. Um mm-hmm. like the he pulled out a Canadian destroyer out of nowhere. He did a fucking what what is a move called? A, a broken arrow where like mm-hmm. it's a, um oh, the Falcon Arrow. Yeah, Falcon yeah, Arrow, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like all the high spots that's... from that match were he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and honestly, like for me, Bad Bunny is more believable as a pro wrestler, or he was more believable in that match than Shane McMahon. <laughs> I don't believe <laughs> Shane McMahon. Like, like him fucking going toe to toe with Braun Strowman or the the Undertaker. Like, give me a break. Your rich, your rich boy energy is not gonna match up <laughs> with a, a seven foot tall brolic ass dude. But they <laughs> just keep those. doing it, man. Doing those weak, those weak Muhammad Ali shuffle punches. Yeah. He tickling people's stomachs. Yeah. Get out of here, man. Sometimes I want to fight Shane. <laughs> no, right? Like, I want to give him some work. And, and just take his sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he wear, he looks like he wear a seven and a half. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even wear this size. But yeah, um, what was it? Bunny? Um, Seth and Cesaro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, as a first, as a first match and a Haas match, and a very surprising result. Um, Drew and uh, Bobby were great. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that was a good hard hitting meat flapping, beefy dudes. You know, just classic, another but... another great match, but not for the match, but for one person. My current, my current favorite wrestler. Um, Xavier Woods in that tag match, the shit he was talking in like the middle of wait, was <laughs> that what, that was night one, right? Or was that night two? Yeah, that was night one. Yeah. Okay. When uh, <laughs> like his whole shtick was telling how telling AJ he's bad at tag team wrestling. <laughs> he was like, I'm effectively cutting the ring off in half right now, and like it is just so good. Like he you see why you're bad at tag team wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they did. And they did that. Yeah, the f- the fact that he's such a he's such a troll, and he's willing to do silly shit. I think he learned he learned AJ Styles' old entrance music from TNA, just so he can play it on the tr- on the trombone in his face. Oh shit! That's really yeah. I did not peep that. I did not peep that. Yeah, he's he goes for the, the he's he goes for the the Easter eggs. Yeah, he he does his homework. They're they're so good, and I, even in that match, I felt like the New Day they kind of played heel. Like they they felt like they they healed, had to a know? little bit. 
And, yeah, but man, it actually made me miss uh, New Day as heels because that shit was magical. When their heel run was su- some of the most entertaining stuff that I've seen on on WWE like in the past like couple decades. It was so that. good. We all were. I think we all had that conversation with our, with each other when they first debuted or were about to debut, and they were doing those little preacher vignettes, and we were like, "What's <laughs> yeah. this? Yeah, I'm not sure about this. I <laughs> yeah. don't know." And it didn't work for a little bit either until you know they loosened up and started being obnoxious. Yeah, and and then like you know that's what I started to be like because you know I'm, we're all we're all pretty savvy. We're not going to get worked like that. Like. We know that's what you're doing. So mm-hmm. meanwhile, while all the, the, the crowds are like booing and New Day sucks, well, I was like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling something here. Yeah, they, they, little by little, they they got better every week. And then once they were able to like, you know, spread their wings and become heel, like Xavier Woods just running point is all you need when it comes to just like shit talking. And he he just... He got on the mic. He did his shit talking and and Big E's energy. And then Kofi was able to be more charismatic than he's ever been in his entire career. And it just like it was just the perfect combination. You know what I'm saying? Not unlike the three of us. Hey, (laughs) hey, now, look, do you do you remember? uh, I don't know if I was the only one to catch it, but when they were uh, walking down that long ass WrestleMania ramp and Big E was still like in the shadows in the back getting hyped. Like mm-hmm. there was a little bit of me. I was, I was, I, I welled up a little bit. So I was like, yeah, man, he's still hype up the, all the way up the ramp. Man. I know he had to do that. He, he had, had to do that. that. He, he had to got still his be match tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, he out here expended energy like that, man. <laughs> like, I, I appreciate that. And shout out to those two too for like, Putting over, putting over Omos. Yeah, how, how do you say is it? Is it Omos? 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 Is it Omos? I don't oh, know. I think it, they, they they say Omos, but it's O M O S. Oh, it's almost. But but <laughs> almost. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like it sounds like whenever Michael Cole says it, it's Omos, Omos, or something like Omos. So yeah. I don't know. I, I have no know. fucking. Yeah, I don't they, know. They, they're turning him into a a big monster dude. Somebody can get Braun Strowman off my goddamn screen. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, and and shout out, shout out to them trying to turn him into a face, turning him some awesome. This is for everybody's been just called stupid. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I get. I get called this. I get called stupid all the time, and usually it's from old black people. So that's a compliment. <laughs> so you're not fighting for me, Pally. No Say that much. No yeah, way. they they had a seven foot brolic ass old former power lifter going against this like regular ass rich boy talking about. Yeah, this one's for everyone who's ever been bullied. Like, just punch him in the fucking face and, <laughs> and keep it moving. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, uh, I there was I don't know what week of of wrestling this was, but I I, I was watching it right here, and he Braun was doing that thing where he runs around the ring, gets momentum to just run into somebody, and I don't know if this was the first time because sometimes like I just have it on mute in the background, mm-hmm. so I don't hear it, but I had the volume up, and they played a train noise, yeah, and I was like. <laughs> 
I laughed for about like <laughs> a minute and a half. Like, what the what? <laughs> I think they started that and then immediately stopped because I didn't see that. I heard it. And because the only way, way I'll know about it is because um, they were like, I guess they took that sound effect away. And I'm like, what sound effect? I never heard it. So Thank God. I guess it was one and done. Yeah, I didn't peep it either, but I um I, I think uh one of the dudes on Wrestle Talk mentioned it, and I I, I wasn't aware of it myself. <laughs> like, just imagine like you running around the ring, and all of a sudden somebody <laughs> presses a button back and hits that first part of the Diesel intro, like, uh. <laughs> it's like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we supposed to believe his body made that noise? <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> We're fucking ridiculous. Man, I think like night that was like that's night one, right? Well, Cesaro and Seth Rollins gives Cesaro Yeah, that, that was great. Yeah, that was great. And then fine yeah, finally he got his props. He got a, that was his first ever singles match at WrestleMania and they gave him a good victory. Seth, you know, the, him and Seth go back way back um to the indie days and just kind of seeing Black. them being able. Yeah, Tyler Black and what was Cesaro's old name? Claudio Castagnoli. That's a a mouthful, I'll tell you that. That's a name, baby. That's a name. (laughs) But yeah, Um, Cesaro could never do any wrong to me because he brought me back into wrestling after not watching for like six, seven years. So he can do no wrong in my eyes. I remember the first time I saw Cesaro, like, because they were were saying how like, I remember I was watching with somebody and he was like, yeah, that's Cesaro. He's like one of the first guys that like, cause like, cause like when we were growing up, most wrestlers were former athletes of other sports. They were they were they used to play football. They used to like wrestle um, collegially or or mm-hmm. um, what's the what's the other uh, amateur wrestler or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were like no, and they were like um, yeah, Cesaro trained to be a pro wrestler since he was a kid. So like, <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> that's why he's. That's why, like, they were like every workout he does is for pro wrestling. It's not like, so like his body, he's literally built like a perfect. Like, there's a there are people always saying if you you uh like old school, not old school, but like some wrestling fans say like if you were to build a wrestler, it would look like Randy Orton. I think it would look like Cesaro if you if you literally take all the things that he has and all the things that he does. And I think Cesaro. I don't know if you guys watched it, but he might be the winner. Well, not the winner, but one of the winners of like the WrestleMania post week, um, because I think he might have a title shot soon against the uh, Tribal Chief. Um, yeah, because yeah, like he, because uh, uh, Roman won, uh, which of course he had to win. He he's like the the top guy. Yeah, um, and that was a great match too. That that triple threat oh, match was. Really it was bad. so good, but it was a long match. So Baby Boy was falling asleep. I'm not even sure if I even seen the finish. I, I'll be honest with you. Um, yeah, I think it was. But yeah, scary. after that, and he he got on. He, he came to SmackDown uh, because the Raw after WrestleMania was trash. So I was hoping the so SmackDown bad. after WrestleMania would be good. So mm-hmm. he came out talking his shit. He's like, "Who's willing to step up?" Da 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 blah blah blah. And then when Cesaro's music hit. The kid in me was like, oh, shit. He mm. got in the ring. They were face to face. Cesaro does the perfect, like, whenever faces respectfully challenge challenge a, a, a heel champion, look him in the eyes and then look at their title and look him back in the eyes like, yeah, dog, I want that. 
Like that's mm-hmm. about to be mine. And then that 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 tribal chief bastard decides to just don't even acknowledge him. Just walks out the <laughs> ring. He just, uh, just walked out the ring. That was I good stuff. It. I, I did too. I was like, ooh, <laughs> yeah, sassy. The, the, yeah, yeah the, the piece of shit in me was like, ah, yes. Yep, <laughs> yeah. yep, yep. Don't even don't even look at him. He's not. Yeah, just just walk out. Not even <laughs> worth your time. Don't even look yeah. at him. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with the tension, but backstage between like it's a minor thing, really. But like uh, Adam Pierce and um, I can't think of her name. She used to be Mandy Rose's tag team partner. Why Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville. Yeah. Like he asked him, like if he's like, "Hey, I want to match with uh, Cesaro." Said, "Hey, I want to match with Roman Reigns." And then he was about, he was like, yeah, that's a real good idea. And Sonya cut him off. I was like, well, yeah, I'll check in with the, uh, with the champ to see if he feels like, it. and they looked, he looked at her like, who the fuck? I'm and so like, I don't know who's in charge. I don't know if they got, like, I don't know what that tension is there, but I noticed it and I liked it. Yeah. 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 I'm guessing that they're just, you got to have two authority figures so that they can uh, oppose each other. And one can kind of play the, the heel side and one can play the face side and um, whatever, but. Yeah, it's alright. Yeah, I liked it. I don't know. I'm I'm a sucker for that kind of shit. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what they're gonna do with that tribal chief storyline. Like, because the way that it seemed when Roman first kind of like started when he first cut that promo talking about, um, you know, he's the the head of the table and he's the tribal chief and you know his family and all that stuff. It, it made it seem like they were gonna have a big ass faction and they're gonna just gonna run mm. through the entire wwe but like it's still just him and his cousin you know and it, I, i'm I, I don't know where jimmy uso is at <laughs> jimmy uso is just chilling at home he's uh, chilling at, he's chilling at home watching naomi do tiktoks exactly <laughs> <laughs> he probably the one that that's, he's holding that's her so on point hell yeah he's playing <laughs> he's playing he's half he's halfway playing tekken and halfway, like, <laughs> mounting her ring light so she can do this, that fucking shoulder dance. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They're killing it, too. I watched I watch Naomi's TikTok dance. Yeah, really. It's just fire. I ain't gonna lie. For real. She, 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 yeah, she's a dancer. She she came from dancing and yeah. WWE, so. Yeah. What other black shit happened at WrestleMania? Uh, Cruz and Biggie. Biggie. Yeah. yeah. Cruz and Biggie. Any thoughts on that? Just the accent thing, man. I like- uh, <laughs> can I can I just say like I didn't want to say anything about the accent until I heard uh, a friend of the show Satoyo. Yeah. Uh, just until I heard him like he said something on Twitter about that being a bullshit accent, and I was like, oh, okay, I didn't <laughs> want to be the one to say that <laughs> shit because I don't know if it is right. But he was right. like, no, 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 that's just bullshit. And I'm like, all right, all right, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that shit. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, to it's one thing if you have a character, you know, like a, a Razor Ramon, he debuts and he has this little accent, and or you you have. Uh, even when Kofi Kingston, as terrible as that was, you know, he debuts with a with an accent, and this is like what we know from him, uh, Lana. But like, if you have somebody who's established as a, a, a regular as dude, and then you decide, like, I don't know how many years he's been in WWE, but you decide after a bunch like of years, six. 
like six years and you're just like, all right, let's give him an African accent. Let's give him a Nigerian accent. And it's not even a great accent. <laughs> like, Apparently, come on, man. Because I got to, because Satoyo is Nigerian. Right. And I was like, well, just let me, let me hear what he has to say about it first. Because <laughs> you know, to dumb American ears, it might be. It might be. Yeah. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but he was like, nah, man, that's horse shit. And he, like the first time I heard it, too, I was kind of like, Ooh doing he's doing the stand-up the stand-up voice like with stand-ups do africans like <laughs> <laughs> right that sounds like when i'd be doing that shit in improv scenes <laughs> i just i just have a, a very general african accent that i just apply to everything and that's the type of shit that he was doing it ain't ain't no nigerian it has no geographical uh allegiance it's just a general ass african accent and <laughs> i need to pull out every once in a while <laughs> That shit is whack. But that was a good match, though. They they it they, was. they had themselves a good match. But the the stipulation, the African or the Nigerian drum, they ain't know what the fuck it was. It's a hardcore. <laughs> it was just a hardcore match. Yeah, with drums. <laughs> they ain't even used the drums. It was no. drums outside the ring. And they had, drum, the damn had drums. drums on a table, like like it was after school program. The fuck out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a white lady. Like the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> Uh, they, uh, they like the only thing other than a kendo stick they used was a gong, and I was like, mm, "Gong, hey!" <laughs> <laughs> a kendo stick and a gong, and a and a Nigerian <laughs> drum fight. Yep, exactly. Yep, yeah, that checks out. Yep. <laughs> Vince was like, "Oh, they'll never know the difference." Yeah, who, who it's knows? all foreign. <laughs> yeah, we're just making this stuff up anyway. No one's gonna notice. <laughs> And poor oh. Apollo, he's just like, I want to have a job, so right. He's let like, me go right, on ahead and do this. Gonna give me a championship. I'll I'll, I'll do whatever the hell I got to. And then, Can then I, it, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say something real quick that like I, I don't know if y'all felt like this growing up, but like ever since, mind you, this is me like going back, not like at the time when it happened, because like I watched wrestling, but I didn't know what the hell was going on half the time. Um, because my dad watched a little bit, but um. Going as far back as like maybe Shawn Michaels, to me, whenever someone wins the Intercontinental Championship, that's like a sign that they're like next up, that they're like on the precipice of like the main event. And even recently, a few, maybe that's the problem. Like recently, it wasn't that, it isn't that because like. Yeah, I feel like they moved away from that formula. It doesn't, the Intercontinental title doesn't mean what it used to i feel like it doesn't have as much value it's just a belt the last the last time it was i think was when um was when seth was ic champ and seth was ic champ and brock was uh uh, universal but he was he was never there so by default the ic title was the top title on raw and he, he they they presented it like that, and it was dope yeah. to see him. And plus, it still had the classic white strap like look, which looks yeah. way better than what the, what it looks like now. Um, but it's just ah, oh. I, I was gonna say I was gonna say remember when Shinsuke Nakamura had it, and that's part of the joke because motherfucker, I barely remembered when he won it. I was like, oh yeah, that's right, he's the IC champion. Like it shouldn't be like that. I don't remember that at all, and I was watching. That's yeah, a, that's a goddamn shame. <laughs> yeah, and he had it for a while too. He had it for a while, but that's the thing. Like, 
Vince McMahon and 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 company just don't know what to do with certain talent. Like they didn't know what to do with Shinsuke. They they could have made and, and the Intercontinental Championship could be like that that workers like like when you referenced Seth uh I was about to say Seth Myers Seth Rollins but- <laughs> when you mentioned Seth Rollins um during that run like he was putting on like really good matches on Raw every yeah. single week and like that it, like it gave a bit of a meaning to to that title but like now it's just like it really just doesn't doesn't have the same feel like the the United States title is the same thing like those mid card titles don't have as much of an impact. I, they have an opportunity with, I, f- I feel like, with Apollo and Big E to kind of make it mean something, depending mm. on the direction that they go. Like, if Big E gets it back in, like, a grand fashion at SummerSlam, and then he can parlay that into maybe, you know, winning the Rumble. And yeah. then heading to WrestleMania, then I could feel like that might, if he's, like, put, if he still has the belt, like, like that might put the intercontinental title back into the big leagues, so to speak. Yeah. But you know, who's to say they'll probably drop the ball somehow. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have faith. (laughs) Just fantasy booking. All right. (laughs) Well, I I guess how how long have we been running? I don't know. Close to about about an hour. Close to an hour at least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Well, I, I don't know if I have anything. We can also cut this part out too. This is but yeah, yeah, part. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we can edit this part out. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing because I'm sitting there doing time checks in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> so yeah, man, we ain't, we ain't with the same. This ain't Joe Rogan, nigga. We ain't. <laughs> no, right. We don't gotta be one take, Drake. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We are not on camera, so fuck that. <laughs> Oh man, I guess like uh, do we do we wanna do we have anything we could do we just plug some shit, right? Like we could like just general random shit like that would like you got going Yeah, maybe maybe our like social shit. medias. Yeah, maybe yeah. we could just plug our social medias and then be like, all right, cool, tune in next time. Yeah, oh. we could do that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was like, what's a what's a natural way to go right back into that? <laughs> Oh man, look, this this is this, this is what it is. This is what you're getting. Uh, <laughs> oh man. I I'd say this is I say this felt good. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's a good very first good. good first go around. Very, yeah. very good. Uh, you, you guys wanna you guys have any plugs you wanna do or um yeah, I think I still haven't decided yet and you it'll probably wait after the fact when you hear this. Uh, but I think I'm I'm in a show or on a show in New York, and that's if I decide to go. Because <laughs> okay. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I feel like paying for the. I don't. Here's the thing. Um, it might get shut down by the police. I'm not sure. Um, hey, that was good. Hey, because it's for it's for four twenty. Uh, take take with that what you will. It's and legal though. It's legally. It's legal. It is. It it's is. Legal. But like the thanks to the pandemic. Uh, I'm not sure about uh, occupancy spots for different things, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, so your boy may or may not be on that. Um, stand check up out, show. huh? Yeah, stand up yeah. show. Okay. Uh, check out. Um, 
what is it, Crossroads Comedy, because I'm on uh, a few of the podcasts, and I think, uh, what is it, Study Hall, because uh, of Philly, Philly Theater Week that's coming up. Um, and I think another thing called Extra Extra, which I agree to it, but I don't know exactly what it is, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, <laughs> and follow me on everything at Keen Cobb, K E A N E C O B B. Yeah. I got a, uh, yeah, uh, I'm also on Study Hall and uh, a few podcasts. Oh, Snap, which is a, an MCU podcast. We're talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier currently. And uh, and then we'll be talking about Loki, and previously we were talking about um, WandaVision, and it, it's a good time. And um, also, not yet rated. I don't know when the next show is. I'm a bad uh, student. <laughs> um, okay. But and um, yeah, I guess just uh, follow me on social medias at at m j e a n i o u s. That's at m genius. That's that was actually my. AOL, my AIM screen name, uh, and I held on to it because I don't like change. So <laughs> good yeah. man, good hell yeah. Uh, one day we got to talk about our 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 AOL screen names and all the emo away messages we may or may not have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was just me. Um, I got uh, the same, kind of the, on the same waves as uh, uh, Marcy and Keen. Like, look out for Philly Theater Week. This will probably go out what this week, probably. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but Philly Theater Week is what April twenty second to uh, May second. If I'm looking at this website, I'm yes. still surprised it's still April for some reason. Right. I don't know why. It's weird. Um, yeah. I- I'm on some shows there. I'm on uh, Study Hall, uh, which all of us, I believe, are on, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also, I also agreed to do extra, extra, uh, so we'll see what happens there. Um, this is the podcast that I'm on. So, so like, you know, uh, check that out when it comes out. Uh, and on all social medias, I'm James B. Knight. And, uh, that includes my website, jamesbnight.com. Cause I still have one of those. Cause I'm, I'm paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> so why not? Um, I think that's it. Uh, cool. Um, don't don't forget to like, like and subscribe. Smash that subscribe button. (laughs) And like, if you're on iTunes, like, do the five star thing. Give us some stars. Yeah, it was great. This is good. Yeah. See y'all, fellas. Uh, next time, I guess. (laughs) See you next time. Um, and uh, always remember. Fuck Hulk Hogan. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) That's the official sign off. (laughs) (laughs) We're out.